Today is the 21st of July, 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. Thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to have regular time of prayer, scripture, a regular rhythm of worship, in other words. If you're joining us for the very first time, let me say thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture, and music. It's dead easy to pick up as we go along. Before we start, don't forget you can download the script. If you'd like to have a physical copy of the script in your hand, in the episode notes there is a download the script button. Click that and you'll get a PDF of today's episode. If you feel that the podcast is of any value to you, we would really appreciate your support. Um, and again, there is a link to our giving page in the episode notes below. And finally, if you want more information about me or the, or the podcast for that matter, head to www.rayborrett.co.uk. We always start each leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Eternal God, whose signature we see if we dare to look in the creation of the universe, help us to look and to listen for your handwriting and your voice today. Connect our temporary words to your timeless rhythms, your ageless melodies, your everlasting joyful noise. And guide us now to focus upon you, knowing that in you our distractions become new possibilities for action. Father, breathe life into our prayers, our words, our listening, our touching, that all of these might become more than they actually are. Father, in our worship together we reach out to you, O God, knowing that you have already enfolded us in your arms. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 30. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. How are you guided? How do you make your decisions? What is your moral guiding compass? For the psalmist today, for David at least, his compass was God's rules. And for David, at that time, it would have been the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch or the Torah. Not a lot to work on, but enough there to have everything that David needed to make his decisions. Later on, Paul writes that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Paul had the Torah. He had the prophets. He had literally the entire Old Testament as his scripture. We have the entire Bible to give us, to, to guide us. We don't just have the first five books or the Old Testament. We have Genesis to Revelation, and for me at least, it is a guide to my feet. You know, I'm not the only one that holds scripture in such a high, has such a high opinion of scripture. My viewpoint is not unique. But I do recognize that not everyone will hold the same position as me when it comes to the authority of Scripture. I get that. My position, however, is based on the fact that I don't trust my heart to always make the right decisions. I need a guide. I need a ruler. I need something to help me as I walk this walk of discipleship. And for me, that's Scripture. That's the Bible. We can sometimes rely on our experiences and our feelings, and those are fine. 
but they can be they they can be affected by all sorts of things. Scripture is the rule. It is the lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's readings, we continue with Paul's letter, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Sorry, And it's a challenging section. It is a very challenging section. I'll be honest with you. We'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures, shall we? Heavenly Father, we know that scripture can be challenging. We know that scripture can be difficult. But we ask today, Lord, as we read these passages, that you would open our hearts and our minds. That you would help us to see past the difficulties and the challenges. And help us to hear your voice. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the English Standard Version, and today I'm reading 1 Corinthians 7. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, 
and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, so that you might devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now as a concession, not as a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am. But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband. But if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever, and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise your children will be unclean, but as it is they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such case the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him, and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his called already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision, for neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Were you a bond servant when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord as a bondservant is a freed man of the Lord. Likewise, he who is free when called as a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. So, brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. Now concerning the betrothed, I have no command from the Lord but I give my judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. I think that in the view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles. And I would spare you that. This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no goods. For those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away.
I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure undivided attention to the Lord. If anyone thinks that he is not behaving properly towards his betrothed, if his passions are strong, and it has to be, let him do as he wishes. Let them marry. It is no sin. But whoever is firmly established in his heart, being under no necessity but having his desire under control, and having determined this in his heart to keep her as his betrothed, he will do well. So then, he who marries his betrothed does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do even better. A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is free to be married to whom he wishes, only in the Lord. Yet in my judgment, she is happier if she remains as she is. I think that I too have the Spirit of God. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after the music, we're going to say our prayers for today.
Before we pray, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, our voicemail service. The links are all in the episode notes. If you click the links, they'll take you to wherever we need to go. Today we've been asked to pray for Arthur. Arthur was rushed into hospital over the weekend, and I understand he's not in a particularly good position. So let's remember Arthur quickly, shall we? Father, we thank you for Arthur and the ministry that he has and the people that he's helped and the things that he does. We also remember, Lord, that at this moment he needs you more than any probably any other time in his life. So, Father, be with Arthur. We ask you that you would work a miracle today, Lord, that Arthur's medical conditions will be made whole. He will be made whole. We pray for the doctors and the nurses that are looking after him, Lord. That you would guide them and give them wisdom. And even just surprise them. We pray for his wife, Nolene, Lord, as she waits at home. We thank you, Father, for all the good things that you've done for this couple. And we give you praise for all that they will continue to do in the life of their congregations and their communities. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our prayer for today. Just a mustard seed, you said. Just a mustard seed of faith to remove the mountains of doubts and difficulties which beset our often frail existence. We readily confess, Lord, that there are times when we reach out seemingly in vain for that mustard seed. And yet, if we did but think for a minute, in that very act of reaching out, we reveal the presence of the very seed that we seek. Lord Jesus, we have faith in your power to heal, but the lack of self-confidence to ask. We have faith in your ability to mend broken hearts, but lack the experience in our own lives. We have faith in your power to bring wholeness into lives that are incomplete, but hesitate to trouble you with our prayers. We are so much like children, Lord Jesus, standing here in awe of your power and your love, afraid to ask that which we know is possible because we are afraid of the consequences of our asking. Lord, accept the mustard seed that we hold out to you, hearts outstretched. Take it and the prayers that we offer and grant us the grace to accept that our prayers are heard and answered at the moment of asking by our God who knows our incompleteness and is working to make us whole. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. 
All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the press. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, if you'd like to donate towards the project, that would be amazing. We are looking at upgrading all our equipment, so any donations would be fantastic. Please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Don't forget you can also listen to us on TuneIn and YouTube. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way. Thank you.